This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And as Winston Churchill said, if you're going through hell, don't piss off your Discord server. <laughs> I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And Remington, you have not <laughs> relented in your defiance of joining our Discord server to make all of our loyal fan base happy. Uh, nope. A- as discussed last time, I have broken a couple promises of joining the Discord server, partially yeah. because of laziness, partially because of business, partially because I don't understand technology, merge all those together. And uh, and the fact that you're a piece of shit. Oh yeah, well yeah, a fourth quality of that I am a piece of shit. Yeah. And merge those four together, and now I, I'm being punished with worse and worse anime until I relent, but I view it as a challenge, and I don't want to lose. <laughs> I mean, I will. It's inevitable. It's like death, uh, or taxes, or hentai porn being made out of things that it shouldn't be made of it, it, it's just <laughs> rule 34 is alive and strong it's my friend. going to it's going to happen it's inevitable i can't avoid it but i can at least postpone it to at least feel mildly victorious <laughs> <laughs> you know remington i've been doing a lot of looking into mythology especially greek and roman mythology and you know what a lot of their stories uh you know are morals uh that they try to teach with their stories Zeus's dick goes everywhere? Well, yes, but also that's actually usually how most of them start, but not the <laughs> overall moral. Oh, okay. I've the been, moral is I've been misreading my Greek mythology. <laughs> yeah, the moral of Greek mythology isn't uh Zeus will fuck it. That's oh. not the moral. That's just the that's just the setup. That's the setting. That's the premise. I have some apologies I need to make. <laughs> I I thought I was an upstanding moral Greek citizen up to this point, but now I I may have I may have been misled. It's very possible. <laughs> there may have been a misunderstanding. But no, two of the big overarching themes in Greek mythology is hubris tends to be one of humanity's greatest downfalls, as well as the even more popular subject, don't piss off the gods. Well, it's a good thing that I don't piss anyone off, and obviously I have no hubris here. So I'm glad that you've decided to bring up those interesting but utterly irrelevant moral messages. (laughs) Whatever you say, Achilles. (laughs) I'm unbeatable. We shall have to see. I've been dipped in immortal water. You can't stop me. I'm going straight for that ankle, boy. <laughs> uh, got, got a crossbow bolt with your name on it. It's one of the few interesting cases where I, I know this week is going to not just be bad, but it's going to be terrible and painful. So I, I'm obviously dreading it, but I also feel a sense of defiance, which is a, a nice feeling. Usually I just have to accept whatever comes, but but now I, I get to watch the life drain from my own eyes. Exactly. I'll even give you the mirror, man. You can f- go full on narcissist right here. Perfect. All right. So 
what are we jumping into this week? What are you going to try and break me with this week? Well, Remington, we've covered a lot of anime in our time, and I said that I would be taking things at a gradual pace. You know, I gave you a pretty, pretty standard starting point, I felt, with the Pokemon movie. <laughs> you know, some good things, some bad things. Uh, and then I just kind of cranked it up a bit to something that I was guaranteed to just drive you into the pits of hell. Yeah, that, that Keijo was an oof. Yeah, and so from here on, I'm just going to kind of slowly twist that knob ever so slightly as the weeks go on, just to see if the slow, gradual descent into hell is what breaks you, or if I'll have to make a dramatic jump at some point to try and finally get you to cave. <laughs> is it possible there's a dramatic jump? I feel like we are scraping the bottom of the barrel already. I feel like there's not, maybe maybe there's worse, but there can't be like a lot worse. Well, Remington, people have fun with Keijo. People will laugh at Keijo because of how stupid it is and how ridiculous it is. And I am one of those people. I have a great deal of pleasure showing it to others because they freak the fuck out every time I show it to them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Uh, but as we get deeper and deeper, this is going to be torturous for me as well. But since my tolerance for anime bullshit is much higher, well... No, no, Sean. Sean, think about self-preservation. For, for everyone that you have to show me, you have to watch and then you have to watch again with me. And, and so when, when you think about it, Sean, you, you could just stop listening to them. You could, you don't need to listen to the masses. The, the, the masses gave us, gave us Nazis and that's just a dangerous game. And aren't you the one who keeps sympathizing with anime Nazis? <laughs> It, it's not my fault that anime Nazis tend to be a lot more sympathetic than actual Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if I told you there was an anime about a magical girl Nazi? That is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. We might get to it at some point because it's actually surprisingly enjoyable. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not going to be in the near vicinity. But oh, it's... no, 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 no. Don't be ridiculous. I wouldn't show you anything enjoyable at this point. If you find uh... enjoyment from what we do for the next couple weeks, I, I think I will have broken you. I, I just need... I'm just hoping there's like one week that you miscalculate it and, and I end up actually really liking it. Give me like even even a domestic girlfriend where on paper it's everything that I should hate or a Forest Fairy 5 where it's abominable in every way. However, both of those I ended up decently enjoying sort of. All I need is one of those to instill in me hope and who knows, maybe it'll be this week and it'll give me another week of survival, of victory before the inevitable end. Oh, you mean like the, I think it's like the fifth or sixth circle of hell and Dante's Inferno where it's literally just a lovely field with pran prancing centaurs and all this, except all of the souls there are uh, damned to a river of burning blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to, for for a brief moment, hopefully I'll be able to get out of the burning blood and enjoy the fields. Uh, but that that will require you to make a misstep, which a, a year plus in, I'm capable of surprising you, but you but you have a pretty good read on what I despise. I I do, I do so clearly have a good read. And I don't know, Rem, I might just throw something like that in here just for kicks and giggles, just so that the dramatic fall later on is more impactful. Think of me as the Virgil to your Dante at this perfect, point. Perfect, perfect. All right, well, wh where, where where, are you guiding me in, in these circles of hell? Well, I figured that since last week was enjoyable for me to an extent, this week should be a little painful for both of us. Okay, okay. Uh, but not for any super extreme reason. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, emotions and feelings and dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, that actually sounds like it could be interestingly done. Uh-huh. But I'm skeptical that that's the case because of the over
overarching theme of this week. Yeah. No, it's no spoiler that what we're going to be talking about today is not good. <laughs> Though lots of people like it. Uh, but this particular story arc is a bit, um, uh, what can I say? It mishandles so many things. Ah, okay. Which is a very not okay thing to do when you're dealing with something as uh, sensitive as post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, whenever you're dealing with serious mental illness, you definitely want to handle things with care. Not with, like, baby gloves or anything, but you should be mindful and intelligent with how you handle things. Exactly. And if you don't, that can really condemn your entire show, series, book, whatever. Uh, you look at all kinds of shows that try to take these heavy-handed themes and just want to use them for shock factor alone, which, don't get me wrong, a good shock factor moment can have a, just the right amount of an impact to make you really start feeling for a character, but as soon as you get that shock factor, you have to actually do something with the incident and make it uh, shape the character as a whole, who they are as a person. Shock factor is pretty cheap in of itself, though it can be used to great effect to further ideas or a narrative or style of whatever you happen to be doing. So if you're mindful and deliberate with it, it can be great. Or if you just do it because you need to get a reaction and you can't get a reaction from your god-awful scripting, e. Yeah, it's not the best. And in this case, they tried so hard. They tried so, so hard. Uh, the main character of this particular story uh, has some severe PTSD, which, you know, that's a good jumping off point for us to try and sympathize with the character. A really traumatic uh, issue in her past caused her to, well, be where she is now in a constant turmoil of self-deprecation, depression, and suffering, which, you know, that's a good jumping on point. It's a good path for a redemption story. Uh, however, <laughs> however, uh, the way this particular story handles it is not, uh, not the best. They like, don't handle things very tactfully. Yeah, I will say she's not the worst character ever. <laughs> okay, perfect. She's not literally at the bottom. Great. Yeah, no, but she's definitely not the best. Everyone knows that spot is reserved for season one JoJo. Yeah, but hey, I mean, you know, at least it's a female main character that's supposedly quite uh, tough. Well, I mean, is it going to be like strong female protagonist in like the proper way where they have a personality and they actually have strong character traits? Or is it going to be strong female protagonist as in, look at me, I don't need a man. And that's like the whole of their personality. Well... <laughs> God damn it. She doesn't seem to need a man throughout most of the story. Oh, all right. So this is, it's going to be an oof. All right. So, so what exactly is it about? We have this girl. She has PTSD trying to cope with it. Okay. So that's, uh, that's the main character situation, but there's an overarching plot throughout this entire story. Uh, and it is simply this, a popular video game series has been, uh, you know, sweeping the nation due to it's, uh, being one of the, being a very lucrative, uh, form of income because uh, I don't know how many uh, massively multiplayer online games you've been playing lately, Remington, but uh, recently we've been uh, getting these online markets where you can trade in-game items to other people for real-world money. Yep, and then it, it's also related to a lot of different microtransactions, loot crates. It's a nice slippery slope. Yeah. Also, as soon as you bring up gaming, I've become really afeard, Sean. <laughs> 
Why is that, Remington? Because to my recollection, we have done possibly only one very, very heavily gaming-influenced anime. Others have had it in the periphery, but one has had it as a plot and a setting, and it, it's one that you've thrown at me twice thus far. Yep. And both times, it was an extreme oof, and that would be Sword Art Online. Yeah, Sword Art Online is kind of a horrible show, Remington. Uh, we do, uh, the reason people like to bring it up so much is because, obviously, it's fun to make fun of. Uh, in fact, there have been several YouTubers who have based their whole careers on hating Sword Art Online, which, you know, if you got a good, nice, pretty punching bag, you love to hit it. That's why I treat you as well as I do, right? <laughs> I'm glad that I can be your pretty punching bag. It's really nice. Uh, but there are actually other anime out there that deal with gaming and uh, in-game world building and whatnot. There's a bunch of actually uh, MMO-based games that are slice-of-life things, where there are people who cope by playing MMOs and use their in-game uh, lifestyles to uh, emulate the things they can't do in real life, and they try to build relationships through that. Or there are some competitive game stuff, and there, of course, are other isegai- Isei guys? Isei guys. Uh, that's my favorite type of waifu, personally. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it is not. They're usually bland bitches. That's fine. Uh, uh, but there are other video game-themed isekais. It's one of the most popular theme of isekai. You could actually consider um, uh, Slime Reincarnate as a video game isekai, because that has a lot of those video game-based mechanics. Yeah, and, and that was a great one. Uh, so is this going to be an isekai? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, technically, because you get a lot of the perspectives from inside the game because that's the way they make it interesting because just watching somebody set a computer for God knows how long clicking on things is not entertaining. Uh, don't look at the Let's Plays thing. That's something completely different. I, I've crafted a guess on what we're doing, Sean. What are we doing, right? It, it's it's a genius guess because it deals with both the real world and in-game world. It has characters. <laughs> I'll be honest, not much else has indicated that other than this. I think, I think I know what you're saying, but be very careful when you say it. And I feel like it might be terrible, though I have no idea. Uh, and it also relates to what we did a couple of weeks ago. We're doing Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're doing Code Lyoko. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Code Lyoko is goddamn... No, 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 no. Coded Lyoko ranked a, a good third after Cory in the House and Himoto Umaru-chan. <laughs> Those French bastards that have it too good for too long. I'd rather watch Wakfu than that. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Uh, so so it's not either of those, I No, no, it is not. Because uh, Digimon is a true isekai. Uh, at least the original Digimon is. Uh, all those kids get dropped into another world with their Digimon partners. All right, so... Digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. Sorry. Oh, God. It, it, it gets stuck in your head as soon as you say it. You, get, you gotta get the whole thing out or else it's gonna be in there for <laughs> the rest of your week. Okay, so it's not Digimon. It's not Code Lyoko. It's not Sword Art Online. What the fuck are we doing this week? Well, let me to finish give finish giving you that synopsis. Of course, I was of doing. course. Uh, so in this game world, there is a lot of stakes put into the uh, the money system and winning uh, competitions. Uh, this is an FPS game as well. It's an FPS MMO, Ooh, which you don't okay, see too many. Of, which honestly, a good FPS MMO, I dig it. All right, all right. Uh, there are a couple. Some of them are okay. Some of them are just, bleh, but that's you know that's the nature of having MMO and uh, MMO RPG elements combined with F FPS elements. I could get into an hour long discussion just on the game mechanics alone, but I'm, oh God. I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with that right now. We might get into it in the second half, uh, but mm, 
I I don't know if that's going to be too interesting for other people. It might be. It might not be. Who knows? I, I think it would be interesting for at least one person. That'd be you. Uh, hey, I would love it. <laughs> and I, I would not. Because uh, you hate me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for the foreseeable future, your one and only goal is to torture me and and make me suffer, so... You brought that upon yourself, though, my dude. I gave you plenty of outs. I don't know, man. This seems a bit like victim shaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Hashtag me too. Um... <laughs> All right, so continue. And during a news event talking about the meta of the game and how characters uh, spent their points poorly with these very popular competitive um, uh, fighters. Because after all, since it's a FPS, a lot of the combat is arena-based tournament-style shooting where you can win massive prizes, whether it be cash or rare in-game items and things of that nature. So, of course, if you're looking to these pros for all your uh, game advice and your game tips, you're going to listen to what they say and what they uh, believe in and spec your own characters to be uh, that particular style of character. All right, we got League of Overwatch, but then things go wrong. Essentially, uh, during this uh, massive news production, they... this one really douchey guy, they try to make him douchey. I mean, you can tell he's douchey because he he says douchey things. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like, hey, he's the bad one. Yeah, but don't worry. You don't have to worry about that for too long because in a nearby bar uh, in game where uh, they have it splayed on screens as well, because, you know, you have those weird hangout locations in a lot of MMOs. Of course. Uh, a character dressed in all black wearing a metal skull mask walks forward, starts preaching some weird gospel things and uh, insulting this guy on the screen because he's essentially saying that all the advice he had given for the past year about how to get good at this game has been a complete lie and that really you need to focus all your stats into this group, which is kind of a big betrayal, I'd imagine. But Alright, so we got, like, Apostle Kirito preaching the good word of the new meta. Exactly. <laughs> and then this creepy, edgy guy walks up, gives his preach about how this guy does not deserve to be on top. He misled all these people very like Punisher anti-hero kind of thing. Uh, he then pulls out his just a random gun, points it at the screen, shoots the screen, the screen breaks, and then a few seconds later, uh, the character in the interview disconnects later on. Oh wait, so this interview was happening in the world? Uh, yes, yes. They were doing it in the world with like a digital avatar setup, uh, but you know, communicating in voice. People will do these kinds of things all the time in games, Ram. Alright! Yeah, MMO communities are weird like that. Trust me, I know I was a part of them for a long time. All right, uh, continue. And right after he shoots at the screen, people around him are like, oh, who's this edgy, this edgelord, this asshole, who's this guy? Uh, laughing. But then after he disconnects, it's like, oh, well, that was weird. We'll see if we can get the connection back. A few days later, turns out that guy has died in his hotel room with no foreseeable signs of breaking or entering. Ah, okay. So here's the premise of this game and this story as I understand. You have League of Overwatch MMO. Okay. Then Freddy Krueger gets an internet connection. Freddy Krueger goes into League of Overwatch MMO. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. Because he's Freddy Krueger. In a sense, yes. <laughs> That's my understanding. But the people outside of the game obviously don't think you can kill somebody from within a game because that's stupid. And they're in the process of trying to figure out who this guy is. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, this villain has the worst name or possibly the best name a villain could ever have. Oh boy, here we go. His name is 
Death Gun. Death Gun. Death Gun, yeah. Death Gun. Oh, and his- Because he has a gun, and when he shoots it, you die. Oh, and here's the kicker. Uh, That's his character's name, but also that's his pistol's name, because his opening line is, this gun and me share the same name. I am Death Gun. Oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> so pretentious. Oh, man. Aren't you intimidated? Aren't you nervous, Ram? Oh, uh, see, I've, I've talked before about how, like, edgy is really hard to pull off. Death Note amazingly did it successfully. When we rewatched it, I didn't think it was going to, but it did. And quite a few other edgy anime that we have seen have not pulled it off. And they felt like discount Death Note where it's like, no, we can be dark and brooding too. This feels like that. Yeah. And, of course, the overarching story is, uh, while using the in-game interactions to try and figure out who this death gun is and maybe try and figure out the mystery of why these people are dying, because it's Can't not just- Can you, like, have the creators of the game just look up the IP? You think that would work, wouldn't you? You think they would have thought of that when they, uh, <laughs> were writing the script, huh? <laughs> You think they would have thought of that when they were writing the whole story, the whole premise, the whole everything, but... Not just doesn't come up. <laughs> no, no, just it's not an issue. We're, we're technologically advanced to to have uh, uh, any, any type of isekai story. Uh, however, we are not technologically advanced enough to figure out an IP address. Woe yeah. is us. Yeah, you know, I feel like... I'm, I'm gonna give them all of the, all of my possible benefit of the doubt and say that he's using, like, the world's most advanced VP. I, that's got to be it, because this story is set about 20 years in the future from us. So we've got that big future uh, deficit going on. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt, even though I feel like it still should at least be addressed. Nonetheless, so you got Death Gun. Everyone's investigating Death Gun. Not everyone. Not everyone. Just some people are yeah, like, this is weird. A very niche group of Japan's uh, law enforcement, the uh, Online Crimes Division, oh, are course. researching it. And they're sending, uh, you know, uh, investigators in to try and figure this out and why don't you just like turn off the servers for a while man uh, it's an open source game so it's it's powered by everything apparently what like i believe the premise is that multiple computers run it and if and uh each individual person that logs on also contributes to the bandwidth or something hey, let me just phrase it this way they didn't do their fucking research <laughs> like the world is universally torrenting this game and also seeding it yeah and also mining for bitcoin on the side yeah yeah, basically, it's, actually. I okay, okay, okay. So you, they're looking for Death Gun, and and is it like the search for Death Gun that's the plot? Uh, yeah, that's the overarching plot. But at some point, Sinon is just a normal player in this, and she's dealing with she's playing the game to help deal with her trauma because in the game, her trauma does not affect her at all. Whereas in real life, if she even looks at or holds a gun, she goes into an extreme psychological mental breakdown. All right, I I can sort of see where they're coming. From. From because like immersion therapy oftentimes yeah. even in in VR like people who are cripplingly afraid of heights VR has helped those people significantly however I don't think it would be prescribed to be put into a game like that I think that probably you would have more controlled environments to to help yeah. therapeutically actually assist you rather than what I imagine would be a far more stressful environment right off the bat and if this was better written that would definitely be the case <laughs> but no uh, the immersion is the only place she actually feels comfortable 
both these things. In fact, she's a very good sniper is her thing. Okay. Yeah. And she's like the only sniper in the game, which is stupid because based on the way the game works, snipers are kind of the best thing you could ever be in that because uh, you'll see when we get into it. They try to explain the mechanics. The mechanics make no goddamn sense. It's fine. As is the way for Isekai. Yeah. Or many shounen generally. Yeah. And uh, there's a popular YouTuber by the name of Mother's Basement. I've mentioned him a couple times on this show because he makes just good content and good analytical stuff. Uh, he has a whole video basically analyzing the game stuff of this and through my own research as well I'm just like has he ever played a game the, the writer has he, he he knows games exist he knows those <laughs> are a made thing it that far but I don't think he understands how games do yeah okay okay so that's gonna be real annoying yeah yeah we'll get into it and uh in the process of trying to uh you know deal with her trauma just playing the game constantly as much as possible all of her free time is devoted to it uh she runs into the lead investigator of this group uh who uh the the investigator is new to the game doesn't understand all the world the mechanics all the uh rules and limits of the land why does he have to investigate by playing the game though oh because it wouldn't be as interesting a show otherwise i guess <laughs> yeah that's a plot convenience oh also he's not all that qualified either what the hell he just has a lot of video game experience so they brought him in but, in but he can't figure out a first person shooter mmo no 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 he was more first person shooters which notoriously have like nearly identical controls every time for any franchise yeah same basic principle but it's more along the lines of he was like a wow player you try you set a wow player in front of an fps they're not going to know what the fuck to do all right so th this is coming apart at the seams what else do i need to know uh well all you need to know is at the uh real jumping off point in the story where things uh, get going these two characters meet and all of their interactions and uh character building and world building and explanations. Uh, they are all subverted by the investigator's main goal to enter the biggest uh, gun competition there, win it so that he becomes a target for Death Gun so that hopefully he gets shot and can figure out the uh, ultimate strategy. His his goal is, well, maybe, is to die? Well, maybe. He doesn't know if what it will happen. Who, who wrote this script? Who's in charge of this shit? Well, his goal isn't to die per se, but his goal is to become a big enough name in the game that he gets Death Gun's attention so hopefully he can interact with him and find out who the hell is and figure out you know the whole premise of possibly is this guy actually killing from it within the game which of course he's not uh, or what the other circumstances are surrounding this uh, but but that's that's where the story gets going and it's just this main character learning the game interacting with Sinon helping her deal with her trauma while also dealing with his own little weird trauma uh, and I'll be honest with you Rem this story makes me viscerally angry half the time. This feels like it's essentially like Sword Art Online Bad Cousin, which is, oh boy, is that, it sounds like off-brand Sword Art Online, and Sword Art Online is already terrible. Yeah, so, uh, honestly, Rem, I think that's about all I can give you, so let's go watch this show. Uh, oh, by the way, I never gave you the main character's name. So the main girl character goes by the gamer tag Xenon, uh -huh. which, if you want a translation of that, eh. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't bother looking it up, and if there is one, I, which I don't think there is, it's probably not anything very clever. Oh, okay. Uh, and the lead investigator is uh, known simply as Kirito. John. Hey, Rem, how's it going? John. Hey, Rem, what's up, buddy? John. Yeah, that's my name. I mean, technically... You lying cunt. <laughs> technically, it's Sword Art Online 2. Oh, my God. I knew it. <laughs> and I didn't lie. I didn't say it wasn't Sword Art Online. I knew it. I knew it. And then I was led astray. This is bullshit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to trick you in so uh, like a variety of different ways or else you're going to guess it every time. God damn it. If I didn't do this, how was I going to trick you? You knew you were going to be tortured. At least tell me that for the first time, you're not using a bullshit rule on Sword Art Online. Fuck no. Oh, thank God. Because I would not waste another bullshit rule on this show. <laughs> You've already used two. Yeah, because I figured it would be worthwhile and fuck me, it was. It was great. It was the fun. some of the funniest episodes we've ever put out. All right. Because Sword Art Online bashing is great. Let's uh, fucking do this shit. Yeah, so we're only going to watch about half of the season. <laughs> oh, fuck. And with that, let's go watch some Sword Art Online 2. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming seven whole episodes of the third arc of the second season of Sword Art Online. And Remington... I first have to make an apology. Oh, uh, to me? No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel no remorse for what I've done to you. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think so. Uh, it's an apology to the author of Sword Art Online. Uh, oh, does do they deserve it? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, we give them a lot of flack in the anime community. Uh, Reki Kawahara is his name. Uh, I, uh, and on this show in particular, I've given him so much crap. Uh, but honestly, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, and he's actually trying to become a better writer. He actually, uh, started rewriting his entire- the entirety of his series from the Sword Art Online art to actually make it into a more cohesive, better story, spending more time in actual Aincrad and SAO. Well, yeah, wait, let me- let me interject here for a moment, Sean. Don't get me wrong. I can appreciate going back, trying to make your work better, trying to refine yourself as an artist and as a writer, and- and I'd appreciate that much more if the entirety of not only season one but now season two wasn't just like a first draft in the first place? Like, couldn't you go back and revise? You're not rewriting even. You're just revising to make it cohesive. That's what you're supposed to do. It is. But he has come out and said that he realized all of his horrible mistakes. Maybe he didn't understand at the time how bad it was. But now that he's going back and fixing everything, I actually plan on giving the his new light novels a shot. See if they're worthwhile. See if he's made some uh, general improvements. Uh, so... Good on you, Recky. I appreciate it. Uh, but the thing is, Recky, your other stuff is still shit, and we're going to make fun of that. <laughs> Recky has wrecked me hard. Yeah, because uh, just for some perspective, uh, the, the original Sword Art Online story, Remington, came out in 2009. Uh, the written book, I mean. Yep. Uh, and this one that we're on, which is called the Phantom Bullet arc. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it came out in 2010. So there's a little uh, timeline of perspective for you. Yeah. And, <laughs> Beautiful. And that's a uh, book five of all the books that they've done so far. Oof. 
So, you know, it's been a minute since he's written them, so I'm glad that he's rewriting things. It's nice. It means that he actually wants to make a better story than he's already creative. I, I have an alternative idea. If, if Recky is is listening, which, which I, we, as we know, he he's a big fan of he, the podcast. <laughs> he loves listening to people criticize his life's work. Oh, yeah. He, he's, uh, we, we, I'd like to think we are largely the inspirations for him going back and trying to rewrite it. Uh, but maybe just an idea... Recky, you stand as an ideas guy, right? Because you got a lot of interesting ideas. A lot of interesting ideas. You give them to someone who's talented, <laughs> and they they make something good out of it and cohesive, and not one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like maybe that's a, an idea, and I'm giving that idea to you for free, Recky. So just just food for thought, you know. What if I told you that he did? do that at one point. Oh, did it work? Well, we'll have to find out. Oh, man, it has to be better. It has to be better, because I think I think he can have interesting ideas. I said this way back into, I think, the first episode we did on Sword Art Online, but I mentioned how I think a lot of the reason it, that it's so popular, other than for meme reasons, is that it builds an interesting idea of a world, one that you want to immerse yourself in, similar to a Hunger Games or a Harry Potter, where a Hunger Games, it's not that well written, but it had an interesting hook and idea, so people were interested in it. And so I think that if you just give those ideas to someone who's competent, then you're set. <laughs> oh, but no shade, Recky. Uh, we, we appreciate what you've done for us. We wouldn't have been as popular as we were if we didn't piss off as many Sword Art Online fans <laughs> as we have, which, <laughs> man, we've pissed off a lot of Sword Art Online fans, my dude. If, if you're a Sword Art Online fan, and, and you've listened to our other two episodes on Sword Art Online. I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into, bud, so I don't know what to tell you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you sticking with us. That's all we can say, really. But, Remington, we're not here to talk about, you know, the moral dilemmas of rewriting a story. We're here to talk about how you feel after watching the first seven episodes of the GGO art. Boy, oh boy, it was something. Oh, something good? No, yeah, something. Aw, <laughs> oh, Rem. But this is one of the most popular arcs in the series. Aren't there only, like, what, five, six arcs? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't they all be some of the most popular? I mean, look at that semantics. The first arc, then Alpha. It shouldn't be one of the most popular, but I guess it's part of season one, so it probably would be. But most it's... people consider Alpha to be their least favorite part. Oh, so. thank God! It was terrible. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I'd rank the arcs right now because so far they're all so deep in the abyss. But dear God, let me just say, if you are listening in, wondering, huh, does season two of Sword Art actually get better, even good? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Why not, Remington? Uh, well, it, the immediate part of me wants to say literally every reason, but unfortunately that wouldn't make for a good discussion, so I suppose we'll have to expound and go into a little bit more depth than that. Aw. You want to actually sit and talk about Sword Art Online for an hour? I, I, I definitely don't want to. Uh, however, it, it's somewhat my obligation as co-host of the podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, sucks to be you. Great to be me, though. This was great. <laughs> 
Oh, man, I told you I would step it up gradually, and I feel like a step up in badness from Keijo is sort of online, wouldn't you say? Uh, I mean, yeah, just once again, how how much for... I know the abyss has no limits, but every time I wonder how far deep can we go, and it it's definitely, definitely punishing. Look, man, I'm down here with you. I've put on my hard hat. I grabbed my pickaxe. We're digging deeper. Oh, God. So, Remington, let's break down bit by bit. What is going on in this arc? You've only seen half of it, but, you know, that's a good amount for a discussion, considering our last episode was like an hour and a half long on this subject. Yeah, l- let me summarize both the general arc and sort of what we've seen so far. Okay. Feel free to interject at any moment, Sean. I mean, that is part of a discussion, but I will do that. <laughs> so, the basic plot of Sword Art Online 2, as you sort of elaborate upon in the first half, you have this guy, Death Gun, and he, death gun. he, he, is, he has a Death Gun, Death Gun does, so Death Gun uses his death gun to death gunify other people and then they die in real life uh which is, is eerily similar to what we've already been dealing with in sword art online it's not a terribly original idea even for the series itself but don't worry about it but remington it shouldn't be possible the new hardware is not capable of uh causing the same microwaves to fry the other person's brain i, I love how like astonished especially kirito is where he's like how possibly could could they die from a program. He can't even wrap his head around it. And I understand you can be like, well, isn't the technology newer and better? Blah, blah, blah. But really, you've seen that this type of thing can happen with the technology available. So even if you can't understand the full details of it, it shouldn't surprise you to that degree. You you should be at least be like, oh, this is similar. I see a parallel. But no, at no point are they like, yeah, you know what? This is really similar. No, it's completely wildly, unfathomably unconnected, and they they can't even draw parallels to it nine times out of ten. But Remington, the technology is different. They made sure to emphasize that. Yup, and and if if you want more details of that other than them just telling you, well, fuck off, because the nature of Sword Art Online is they'll tell you the bare basics. Don't bother remembering it, just believe it. You know, you've got a problem when your story has about as much uh, faithfulness to the future as uh, the Jetsons did, so... (laughs) Yeah. And one thing I should note as I start exploring uh, the plot of what we've seen so far, th- there were like multiple moments where I just totally tuned out for like one or two minutes entirely. I genuinely don't believe I missed anything. <laughs> <laughs> Because this story is extremely rushed, but at the same time, at any given moment, almost nothing is happening, which is just the worst combination possible. So if I miss anything, Sean will interject uh, to say what I missed, and it will probably be meaningless. Well, you didn't uh, touch on the major structure of Sword Art Online post-SAO. Oh, oh yes, because uh, Kirito. Uh, first of all, Kirito has uh, has some PTSD after killing some people, and he's 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 very troubled. Which you don't about really that. think about until you know uh, what is it like the third episode in is when it comes up, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there, they they handle PTSD in a very very terrible way, as we will elaborate upon. Meanwhile, uh, the the main girl of the series also has PTSD. Blah blah blah. Backstory, not really interesting. I don't really give a shit. But she killed a man. Remington? Sure. And it traumatized her as a child forever. Maybe that would be emotionally impactful if Sword Art Online was good at eliciting emotions, 
but so far it is already established that death is trivial and meaningless and I don't give a shit about it. Any side character doesn't feel human. Sword Art Online has a problem that I've mentioned specifically towards Sword Art Online as well as many other franchises that happens especially with Shonen where anybody who isn't a main character is just cannon fodder. So I don't care if they're dead. They don't feel like real people. Maybe I would feel that emotional impact if you didn't just look me in the eyes and say, wow, isn't that impactful? Make it impactful. Make people feel real. Instead, you have the world centered around Kirito, but not just a world centered on Kirito. It's a world centered around Kirito's dick, which we will elaborate upon. <laughs> that is the only thing that matters in this world. And anything that is unrelated to that genuinely does not matter in any way. What about the character development of Camelto? I mean, uh, of Sinon, excuse me. Of course, Sinon. Uh, yeah. So her, her character development uh, so far has been very, very bad. Uh, we'll, we'll elaborate upon exactly what it is. At the beginning, she has PTSD. She's really struggling. She has one best friend who's totally not evil. And definitely, he he's good old little friend zone. And he's, he's your standard, like, sort of just incel wannabe. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice, Remington. He just wants to bang his friend. What, what we see here, and I think this is very revealing. I can't even remember his name, so he's friend zone. <laughs> and what if I told you I've seen this show probably four or five times now? Uh, not by choice, mind, just by <laughs> sheer anger and power of will. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so here's the deal. In this anime, we see like what a white knight bitch protagonist looks like in real life. And you see that in the friend zoned character where he tries to be really supportive, but the, the scene on the girl, she just doesn't want to bang him. And why not? Oh no. Meanwhile, you get white knight Chad, which is Kirito, who's just as cringy of a white knight bullshit misogynist, terrible human, god-awful character, but it's like an idealized version of that. It's that where it, for some reason, succeeds. They're on the exact same tier. Both of them have that white knight quality of not really recognizing women as women. Like, Kirito at, at one bit talks about how killing girls or, or fighting girls just isn't really his style, which I understand you're supposed to be like, how chivalrous, how noble, but especially in an environment where it's a goddamn video game, it just is so condescending and patronizing because you are saying to girls and to women, hey, you are not something to be held as a human equal to me. You are, are an object to be held upon a pedestal. You are some other type of creature who is so fragile and so, so cherished that you must be protected. Obviously, as a man, especially as OP Kirito, I could whoop your ass any day, but I'm not going to because I'm such a good guy. And it's so goddamn annoying. And so you get to see both sides of the White Knight conundrum, both of which are just extremely annoying. And to Friend Zone over there, he... I, I found it. Oh, okay. What's Friend Zone's name? Uh, see if you recognize this. Uh, Kyoji Shinkawa. I think it, it might have said it once or twice. So Kyoji. 
Kyoji, Mr. Friendzone, uh, he is obviously going to be a baddie. I have, I have sort of a prediction that he's going to be Death Gun and that- Wait, you think you think Incel White Knight uh, boy can be a Death Gun evil badass? Uh, excuse me. I think I'm misattributing the word <laughs> badass. Uh, I, I, I think that- He's definitely going to be a baddie, right? Uh, and that there's a good chance that he's a baddie. And I got a few reasons for this hypothesis, Sean. Oh, what are these reasons? Uh, first of all, they're making him too innocent. Uh, they they just want him to be an awkward, shy, nice guy. And that's bullshit. I mean, we had an awkward, shy, nice guy in the last uh, arc with his sister and his sister's friend. Who <laughs> do, you, do you remember his name by chance? No, of course not. <laughs> of course I don't. Oh, that's because he wasn't relevant. It's fine. And, and so I, I think that they will really want to shock you, uh, in quotes, with with what a twist. This meaningless character has been the big, big bad all along, or at least not maybe not the big bad, but definitely a bad. Uh, but so far, he's the top candidate for big bad, given the information we have. Second of all, uh, Death Gun and Bitch character, they've never been seen in the same place, though they have been seen at the exact same location moments apart from each other in a very, like, like Clark Kent Superman bullshit kind of way. And my third reason, and I think this is my strongest, you, you've told me, Sean, that Sword Art Online 2's OP by its fans is thought of as an amazing OP. Some fans, yes. Most fans, yes. Honestly, I hate it so much. I think it's really not good. It comes across as like trying to be really metaphorical and deep, but it just comes as super pretentious. But there's one moment where it shows uh, it shows Mr. Friendzone. Okay. And then it explodes into fire and shows Death Gun. And I feel like the fans of Sword Art Online, if my prediction is correct, they're commenting on all of the different anime forums being like, oh man, I didn't know when I saw the intro, but now it's so cool and it's such a cool little subtle detail you wouldn't have noticed. It's about as subtle as being hit by truck, Kun. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I think that a lot of people would like... Would just jizz all over for for that, thinking that it's super subtle. So I have to say, if indeed Mr. Friendzone is Death Gun, which right now I do not know, it's not a good twist at all. They'll want it to be. They will, oh my God, when it turns out that he's bad, if he is, they are going to treat it like such an intense goddamn moment before Kirito immediately wins. And I just wouldn't care. But nonetheless, so he goes, Kirito uh, is confronted by the government and and it's essentially told, hey, so there's this there's this game, uh, Gun Gale Online. You you should know it's the only game with professional players, the only one out there. Oh yeah, no, because no nobody makes money from uh, video games in the year 2023. Yeah, and oh, hey, this it's so dated. Esports didn't exist while this show was created in the past decade. Except they did, but that's fine. Yeah, it's just uh, a big stupid oof. You can tell that they've like we, we mentioned this before the creator he's he's heard of video games he may have like read a lot of articles on video games but not like any of the good articles like the articles from like uh buzzfeed or yeah he just there's there's such a strong disconnect because even the mechanics of the game as we as he gets into the game and uh as the mechanics are sort of explained first of all you're able to keep the abilities you had in the other connected games like sword art or alfheim online which just seems like it would either be OP or shit. And indeed, it's OP, but only for Kirito, because Kirito shows up with no experience. Why they even chose Kirito is a goddamn anomaly. They're professional players who've been 
playing this for years who get paid to play this game specifically and you'd think maybe go to them if you want a good fucking player but instead they go to this 18 year old kid who has PTSD after experiencing very similar things to a previous game and they're like hey you want in on this shit and Kirito after being described the plan of like hey we want you to become really popular in the game and maybe get shot he's like wait so you want me to die which is the only reasonable thing I have ever heard Kirito say in the entire fucking franchise it would have been great if he had just, the series had just ended right there he's like no fuck you walks away but you know what he says instead it's essentially like all right yeah it's the old trope <laughs> of like you want me to die in this reckless suicide mission of a pursuit all right well I guess I will it's, <laughs> it's so dumb if only he did that'd be great oh my god I would be so if this ended in just like Kirito's tragic death it wouldn't be good but it'd be better I, I wouldn't forgive it for all its sins but I might at least have a single fond memory of Sword Art Online and so Kirito jumps into the game. He immediately is the single best motherfucker around. Like they have this little game with an American cowboy. Who is probably is, the best character of the show uh, now that I think he, about he's it. He's great. He, he <laughs> speaks English in a nice, obnoxious, silly fashion. I love him. Hey, come on. It's just like so stereotypical cowboy American, which was really enjoyable to see. I always love American in anime because it's always portrayed in very similar fashions all of which are amusing. Go to hell. It was great. And he also, he meets uh, he, he meets our main female protagonist who, uh, because looks are randomized, Kirito, he got extremely lucky because he looks like a girl, even though he is a boy character. What? And apparently that type of character model is worth like five mega credits. That's crazy. I wish I knew how much a mega credit was, but I can't find any conversion rates anywhere so no yeah fuck your context uh it's just gonna say so it feels nice and important and if it's worth real money you would have thought that okay well maybe he just sells it uh but no don't worry about it but no that's his personal character that he's been working on for months with his friends so why would he sell that also in a pay-to-play model like gun gale you'd, you'd think that since he's being hired by the government and the government as it establishes is paying him quite a hefty sum you'd think why don't they also spend some money to give him credits so that he can buy things and upgrade skills, etc. etc. Don't worry about it. No, no, it's because they want to show off how cool he is. Yeah, it's because they want to show that Kirito, with like basic skills, except sort of also sort out online skills, is better than literally anybody else. And they do that through the game with the cowboy, where the goal is to just race through a small straight course, about 10, 10 yards or so. Uh, 10 meters, I'm sorry. Uh, 30 meters, actually. Oh, 30 meters. It did not look like 30 meters, but I... Yeah, so 30 meters... And you have to touch the cowboy. And it shows that there is a huge jackpot if you succeed. And it shows one guy who's been playing for a while. He tries, but he fails miserably. Then Kirito's like, all right, I'll do it. And he nails it in the first go because Kirito is so much better than literally anybody else, even though he has never played the game before, has no experience. He is just that goddamn good. And so he makes an obscene amount of money, which then he spends half of that obscene amount of money to to buy a weapon that is acknowledged to be a terrible weapon that nobody else uses 
but it's a it's a sword uh because it no can't... no no it's not a sword remington it's a fucking lightsaber yeah it's like a lightsaber to the extent to where it's sort of like copyright infringement either so it's pushing it i mean the sound effect is basically the exact same just remixed a little bit yeah it, it pushes the line and so apparently first of all nobody uses the lightsaber uh which is strange because apparently it's just such a bad weapon even though it also says that like if you ever played sword art online then you would have a sword skill so why don't and that is able to be put back into Gungale online so there should be a lot of people with very high sword skills that can use the energy sword to great effect but don't worry about it it's the same reason nobody uses the overpowered sniper except our female protagonist because fuck you we don't need to explain it and so he gets this weapon but for some reason it costs a ludicrous amount more than any of the other weapons which we're told are superior and once again as with everything sword art online we're just told these things we, they don't need to justify or show us a goddamn thing they're just going to tell us hey kirito with no experience in the game with the worst weapon in the game is still going to be better than every other person who is even a professional player in this goddamn game which is the quickest way to make you not give a shit about anybody else but kirito which i understand is their goal but if i hate kirito then the last thing i want is to watch everything center around kirito and then they have a bullshit tournament arc like just terrible Ter it's not even a tournament arc it's one episode it's one bad episode where okay yeah there's a tournament and then the the girl tries to change in front of kirito and kirito's like oh actually i'm a man by the way my name is kirito which is definitely not morally okay because he recognized that she thought he was a girl and he deliberately didn't correct her to try and sort of get in close with her to get her as much help as possible which i don't know why she wouldn't help a guy and nor does he really have reason to believe that and that's so pretty fucked up and so he sees her in her digital underwear which is just a terrible way of programming things that you need to unequip equipment to then equip it like no game would have that system but no game would have nearly anything that this one does but remington gun gale and this is saying something it's possibly the worst designed video game in the franchise so far and the <laughs> other two were god awful oh uh, the best part is remington in the first part of this episode i told you i could talk for hours on why this game is a fucking horrible game uh, but you said it would be boring, and here we are talking about game mechanics. It's so bad. And, and so she gets mad at him, and while being mad at him, she introduces herself, because even though interacting a bunch, they haven't introduced each other, which feels like something that Reki just realized as he was writing, and instead of going back and putting it in, because he doesn't revise, he was just like, all right, time to put it in here. Well, and, maybe he'll fix that when it gets uh, to that point in the books. Oh, yeah, we'll see. And so so then we have a terrible matchup of Kirito versus random ass dude we don't give a shit about and it's bad and annoying and it's a terrible match and it makes no goddamn sense and then he sees Death Gun and it, nobody gives a shit. Oh, uh, he gives a shit. He, Kirito gives a shit but I don't give a shit. Well, why not? Because it's Kirito. You nothing got, You gotta love anything. Kirito. That's the important thing. He, he goes face to face with Death Gun who has like this exclusive creepy ass robot skull 
armor mask, right? Which if it was an available option, then like most people in the tournament would have it. Let's face it, these fucking edgelords. Are you trying to tell me that people on the internet who play FPS shooters are going to customize their characters as edgy as fucking possible? Hell yes, I am. Especially compared to like one one very common piece of equipment is these like really bad pseudo Cyclops goggles that are just terrible. And you're telling me people choose that over mildly decent metal robot skeleton mask. Like, no, no, they of course wouldn't. That's silly. I would definitely wear that in game, but I would like take it to the utmost limit with JoJo style poses, overly dramatic um, expositional dumps, like the biggest dumbass ever. The worst part is you wouldn't be alone. There would be like multiple guilds where that's the whole point. Exactly. I would start the guilds. I'd be the leader of them. It'd be great. I'll get a cape and everything. And so Kirito doesn't recognize that Death Gun is Death Gun. Who could this very unique, terrifying man be? And But he does see a mark on the arm, a mark that is the Laughing Coffin mark. Oh, yes, Laughing Coffin. Remember them? I mean, yes, but that's because I know more about Sword Art Online than I care to admit. Yeah, Laughing Coffin, they were villains from the first arc and for two or three episodes. Yeah, they could have been interesting, but they weren't, and they were very poorly handled. And we're also treated to a flashback scene-ish that we didn't see, I believe, in nope, the first not arc. not at all. It was uh, talking about, it was uh, showing the raid on the uh, Laughing Coffin Guild to stop them permanently. Because, uh, you know, that's bad, and you got to stop these guys. Uh, which would have been an interesting plot point in the original SAO, but uh, we didn't get to see that. Why would we? Yeah, and so it shows Kirito killing people and feeling bad about it, and he was like, maybe it was somebody that I saw that day. And it, it's just weird and stupid and confusing, and it's essentially a way to retcon your current story into your previous story, which isn't how that works. If you're creating a story, you can't be like, oh, no, yeah, we have history. No, we didn't tell you the history, but it, it was always there. No, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's not how that works. You, you can't just pretend you wrote a better story. Well, that's what I do all the time, Ram. It's so bad. It's so bad. And so then we skip most of the tournament. And sure enough, in the final battle, which has no stakes in the actual thing, because this whole thing has been to qualify for the Bob, the like battle of the bullet or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, got to qualify for Bob. He asks for way too much, quite yeah. frankly. It's unreasonable. I just want to be good enough for him, damn it. But because both our main girl and main guy have entered into the same qualifier and they both both frankly need to qualify. The final battle just doesn't matter. And so Yeah, because it's not it's not the the person at the top of the tournament in each uh chunk who qualifies. It's the top two people, which is fine, I guess. But, but then we're still going to have them fight each other. But that one just means literally nothing, which is weird. Yeah, like they could have expounded on saying maybe they get an extra bonus prize for coming at the top of their block. But we don't get anything like that. So no, we have no idea. But maybe here's our two main characters who are the only two competent characters we have seen in the entire show up till now. So maybe we're actually going to see an interesting fight 
fight. Sure enough, our main girl, the sniper, she goes up high, she's aiming, she has Kirito in her sights. Kirito is going through a hissy fit right now, so he's just sort of done. So he's just walking forward all edgelord-like, and because he's walking forward all edgelord-like, she has him in her sights, and she can shoot, and the first shot isn't tracked for reasons. And so you'd think, okay, easy win for the girl. But no, because she just starts having a panic attack because she's angry that he isn't doing anything. So instead of having a good fight, she just misses with all of her bullets for very poor reasons. And then she meets up with him one-on-one. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll have a duel. And she's like, well, I have one bullet left. And it's like, okay, we'll go 10, 10 meters away and you'll have such an advantage, uh, which she wouldn't because she's a sniper. He's a swordsman. She has one bullet and now they're really close. So no, she doesn't have an advantage at all. But they present it like Kirito is the underdog because they have to. Because they goddamn have to. Because they have such a hard-on for Kirito overcoming the goddamn odds. And so sure enough, Kirito, he he gets right up to her. Uh, he slices a bullet in half or some bullshit. And it's dumb oh, as yeah. shit. You wanted, the, uh, my favorite part is how he figured out where the bullet was going to go. <laughs> oh my god. It's so stupid. So, uh, the way he figured out where her bullet was going to go, because apparently for some reason or another, it would be going too fast for him to do the bullet line. To do the bullet line? Which makes sense, because it's a sniper rifle, and it's got a little more juice to well, it. Well, you'd but... think it would make sense if it hadn't bullshit the physics earlier, showing that gun speed is, like, so slow anyway. It, it's already internally inconsistent with bullet speed. Like, very much so. So strongly. But the way he could tell is he looked at her eye backwards through the scope. And he could see where she was looking because that's how scopes work, people. (laughs) Which, there's so many problems with that, but he gets right up to her, but he doesn't, he doesn't kill her and win uh, because he he doesn't attack girls, which is supposed to be chivalrous, but it's just condescending as fuck. And super creepy the way he handles it because he doesn't just get right up on top of her, hold the sword at her and be like, you lose, okay, surrender. No, no, no. He runs up, grabs her around the waist, and holds his sword to her neck in a very erotic and very creepy fashion. Yeah, no, like, it was horribly uncomfortable and totally not okay. Like, blatant sexual harassment in this game. Zero out of ten. What the fuck? Which you think the uh, game's built-in sexual harassment um, filter would stop that, because the game does have that filter canonically. Does it? Yeah, where uh, any kind of intentional uh, sexual assault or harassment just uh, gets blocked completely. Uh, I know this is real because I read the extra chapter in the original Sword Art Online (laughs) book. Oh, God. Which is canon, and that really hurts me, and I hate that I know this about this game. Uh, Which also doesn't make a whole lot of sense, considering there was a boob grab scene in the original Sword Art Online that they just didn't address. It's almost like they make rules and then they don't give a shit about the rules that they make. It is the worst, I've, I've mentioned before, so many shonen, very frustratingly, create rules and break rules for solely plot convenience purposes, which is really bad because then it's almost impossible to have any true stakes in whatever world you have created because ultimately if a character is in a really tough situation, I can't say, wow, the, the writing is going to have to be really good if somehow they get out of it. 
it. I just think, okay, now they'll break the rules or do something that we weren't told about before, and they're actually safe. I feel no tension within this. And that's what we see all the time with Sword Art. So that battle ends. Who gives a shit about that? They they both go back. Uh, not too much happens after. That's the last, like, really important thing. Then we just see some minor fluff pieces about how irrelevant all of the side characters are. Like, I think episode seven was just all about, like, hey, remember side characters? Yeah, they exist. I mean, to be fair, Klein was my favorite part of that episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> and when they just leave Klein for fucking dead, all forgetting about him for a few moments. Which would have been great if the rules of SAO still applied so that he would have actually permanently died if they had just oh, left him man. There. Which is sad, because if you think about it, I feel like the writers forgot, oh shit, Klein is on the screen too much, we need to get him off the screen. Let's just try and kill him. Let's just <laughs> yeah. get away with that. It just... Everything about Sword Art, all of the main characters are not good. Oh, wait, one thing did happen in uh, in episode seven. I forgot the only important thing. It's so far, I would argue, the only piece of character development to happen in seven fucking episodes. You see, our main girl, uh, she's talking with What's Mr. her name? Susan, Susan, Susan. This is my edgy gun girl online battle tag. You may call me Susan. <laughs> I forgot her name. What is it? Sinon. Ah, oh, Sinon. Okay, I was somewhat close. All right, so Sinon, uh, she's talking to Mr. Friendzone, right? And talking about how what an asshole Kirito is. And he's like, well, I can help you kill him, I guess. Uh, or something like that. I don't know. I was yeah. hardly paying attention. Yeah, uh, trying, to, trying to get on her good side. Yeah, because he wants inner pants. And then she's like, well, no, it's not like that. Like, he pisses me off, but actually he has a huge dick, so I really want to fuck him. And uh, so- Which is the only reason people like Kirito. That's my theory, and I'm sticking by it. No, including the nurse that sexually harassed him, which also isn't okay. And then they had a weird moment, but that's irrelevant. So you have you have Sinon, and she she's talking about how frustrated she is with Kirito. And then then she makes a, a little gun with her hand, a handgun, right? Which previously, even seeing uh, someone make a gun with their fingers, has thrown her into a panic attack extremely. But now she can make it herself because Kirito's dick cures PTSD. Big dick energy is the cure to all ailments, Remington. Which isn't even the first time that Kirito's dick has magically solved problems like this. I think there was something in arc one or two that had a similar feel and I riffed on it before. Uh, I could name literally every other side character arc. You got the little girl with the dragon. You got the uh, the blacksmith girl who fell in love with him and then immediately got shot down because, oh, he li- he likes that asana. Straight up, I feel like if, if Kirito were to just fuck the people that Death Gun killed, they might come back to life. And you know what, John? <laughs> John, let's face it, Sean, neither of us like Sword Art Online. No. And neither of us like Kirito. No. But maybe Maybe, Sean, I've been thinking about this. Maybe we're just jealous. Not of Kirito's super long schlong, but the fact that we can Have not sampled it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> N- not that we don't have it, but just that, that every other character in Sword Online gets it, but we don't. Yeah, maybe we, we maybe that's re- all that we need. Also, it's a wonder why Kirito, to fix his own PTSD, doesn't just sex himself up. Lord knows he has the length. Uh, it's like a fucking Ouroboros. No. <laughs> yeah, like... 
It, it can cure all ills. That's the only reason why everyone adores him, why the only thing that matters is Kirito. You got to imagine that stats actually come from his giant schlong. So really, Sword Art Online, it's completely irrelevant, all the rules that it lists. The only thing that matters is Kirito's giant magnum dong. Hilariously, I actually have in-canon reasons for thinking he has a magnum dick. <laughs> Uh, would you like me to explain them, Rem? Uh, 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 ooh. For, for our listeners, yes. Okay, so here's the thing. It's canonical that he has, uh, done the deed with Asuna. Yep. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Asuna, firsthand, knows the exact size of the big dick energy because, you know, uh, in the very first episode of Sword Art Online, their actual physical looks got translated into the game. That was one of the big shock factors. Yep. Uh, which is great. That's fine. That's a great way to show that people aren't who they say they are on game. That's a good metaphor. The first episode of Sword Art Online, I will say, is decent, uh, for the most part. Uh, it's got a lot of problems. So we, <laughs> so we know uh, his his dick size in the game equals his player character. Uh, so she's experienced the dick, and that that's pretty good. She understands. Oh yeah. Uh, you bet your ass she's gossiped about it. Oh yeah, like she's super close with like every other girl because none of them have two strong independent personalities. All of their personalities are love Kirito's giant dong, and so they're all friends together because they're the good guys so they gotta be all friends and none of them have clashing personalities or have strong disagreements because frankly none of them matter especially by this arc including Asuna they just like forgot about Asuna thus far which is weird and my theory goes deeper oh okay much like his penis (laughs) (laughs) yes but of course uh not only uh it makes sense for her and the side characters to know but what about Sugoha and her deep weird crush on her brother they grew up together you know for a fact there's a chance she's seen his massive (laughs) shalom as well and thought to herself, you know what? That makes more sense than why she loves him at all in the first place. Uh It makes more sense than anything else, honestly. So now that they're all united under this big dick energy, the only (laughs) outlier is Sinon. So far, Sinon is the closest thing to someone liking him for his personality, which is minimal, to say the least. Uh, But my growing theory is that at some point, at some point, uh, a rumor listed on that player model (laughs) is talking about how massive the schlong is on that particular player model. Which is why it's worth so much. Exactly. So once she finds out that it's that's actually the very popular male player model, she realizes, oh, at the very least, his in-game character, massive cock. Sean, I, I think I've just broken something wide open. Oh? First of all, if, if I'm correct, then Sword Art Online has such great metaphorical depth and is so, so meaningful, so subtle, so brilliant, Sean. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to share how? Yes, absolutely. Let's bring it. All right, so it is contingent, which I don't know if this is true or not, on Mr. Friendzone being Death Gun, all right? So Mr. Friendzone, he's Death Gun. He has his Death Gun, which is uh, a a rather small and humble pistol. And then you have Kirito, who has a big ol' energy sword. And so, although the Death Gun is powerful, it is quite meager. Kirito, he has the long schlong, and boy, does he know how to use it. So it's just really meaningful how Death Gun, he's... uh, just like a terrible little white knight incel incarnate devil rascal that he is. He's just filled with rage and fury and impotence because of his tiny schlong. And he hates Kirito so much because Kirito has everything he wants. He has all of the girls, all of the talent, and all of the dong. <laughs> Really, this is actually a deep-seated love story where Death Gun just wants that Kirito dong. Don't we all? He wants to crank out on that crank. It's too easy. 
Maybe we're just in denial, Sean. Maybe maybe we hate sword art because we want to have that Kirito dong. Maybe one day we will aspire to have Kirito quality dick. Uh, but I will blow one hole into your theory there, Rem. Usually the stereotype is the bigger the gun, the smaller the dick. Uh, and since, you know, his death gun is kind of a small gun, you think, oh, maybe he actually does have a big dick. Uh, and since Kirito has a sword, and which is the opposite of a gun, one would say, that explains the massive size of his cock. Uh, but I have one thing that helps confirm your theory as well. Okay, okay, let's hear it. Uh, his primary weapon is a giant fuck-off sniper rifle <laughs> not even his actual death gun just an actual fuck off sniper oh rifle oh my god so as far as i'm concerned your theory is spot on oh uh, yeah so uh long story short sword art online 2 it definitely isn't better than the first arcs it might be worse and certainly we didn't even get into like the terrible terrible cg we didn't get into a lot of the miscellaneous terrible details because if you watch sword art online there is terrible things that every turn which I think is one of the reasons why it is such a punching bag in the anime community. It's one thing that I've learned, especially when we went to the anime convention. Uh, so many weebs are full on Sword Art Online is awful, and most of them are aware of that because it's almost awful in the same sense that a Sharknado or, Bird or Birdemic is awful. Everything is awful, and they keep throwing new, terrible, awful things at you that you start to wonder, are they being deliberately bad? Unfortunately, Unfortunately, this one has sincere fans, and I frankly just don't understand that. If people want to explain to us why, then feel free. I mean, we do like hearing outside opinions. We're going to tear your opinions apart and stomp on them, uh, much like Kirito does with his massive dong. <laughs> uh, but we would like to hear them. That's very fair. Uh, but Remington, this has been an experience. There's so much more we could t cover on Sword Art Online, but I only wanted to show you seven episodes because the fuck me if I'm going to use my bullshit rule on Sword Art Online again, because God knows I don't want to. Oh, it hurts. It hurt deeply. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, Rem, I thought this would be an appropriate torture method for you. And how do you feel overall now that you've taken the step from Keijo to SAO? Oh, it's so fucking rough. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. I mean, we kind of have to. We have to finish it. And oh, God. I want you right now to make your final prediction for how you think this arc is going to end. What is the big twist? Who is Death Gun? And how do you think it's going to resolve itself? Alright, so Death Gun, either it's going to be Mr. Friendzone or it's going to be some bullshit character we don't give much of a shit about or it's going to be nonsense. It doesn't really matter. Uh... I, I think that it's a lot of it is just going to be twists that are poorly foreshadowed, if at all, and that it's going to try and make it seem really impressive and insane, even though really it's just really stupid and bullshit because of fucking course it is. Uh, where, where it's going to go from here, Kirito is going to do what Kirito does, be the single most impressive player of every single game that he's ever touched because he's Kirito. He, he will have... Oh, I'm... I'm gonna say... I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say he'll have two battles that either he loses or it looks like he's going to lose, which is way above average for Kirito. Uh, and I won't give 
a single shit about anything that happens because no characters mean anything thus far, nor do I think they will at any point. Okay, and final question, how is Death Gun killing people IRL? That's the biggest question they want you to be thinking about, and I'm wondering if you have any ideas on that. All right, so I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it is not through literally just the same means as Sword Art Online 1. They've <laughs> emphasized, oh, it's impossible to do. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and they aren't going to be like, it's an impossible, but it happened anyway, right? Which may be more than they deserve, but I'm, I'm going to give them that. Uh, th There was a not-so-subtle thing where for the tournament, they had you like enter in information your real life information which sort of makes sense but why oh so you can get the top tier prizes but aren't they digital prizes or also yeah. couldn't they just contact you there, there's a lot of weirdness going on there uh, and I think that might have something to do with it, which implies that maybe, maybe Death Gun targets solely the people who fight in these tournaments, or at least primarily the people who fight in these tournaments. Motive, who the fuck knows? Sword Art Online, as we have learned, struggles with good motives for their bad guys. I would like to give you some examples of all the motives they've given, <laughs> but I can't even remember at this point. I mean, there's the good old infamous, I can't even remember myself anymore. Yep, that was the goof out. I was going for which uh <laughs> It's so bad. So, thank, so bad. Thank you for explaining my goof. I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and so I'm not even going to pretend to try to hypothesize on the motive because very sincerely, there may not be one. Or it may be something stupid like he's just trying to eliminate all of the top players or that he's just real angry and wants to show how good or edgy or powerful he is to get his dick wet or something stupid. All one inch of it. All, all one inch of it. Uh, and, and he's just so jealous of of these long dick video game chads ruining the digital world for him. It's it's just all bad. So so I would say it has something to do with that. Uh, maybe he sends them something in in real life. Maybe he finds them in real life. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be stupid. It it will try to seem clever, and then you'll be like, oh, uh, what? And so, that that'll be the overall reaction. So basically, every reaction to every Sao uh, season we've covered so far. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna learn. Much. <laughs> all right, all right. I think that's enough. We've gotten well over an hour of content now, Remington, so... I hate that Sword Art Online is always so goddamn long, and there's still so much we could cover because it's so bad. But I think I'm going to cut it off here for right now because, Remington, this was a good amount of torture. I'm satisfied. I feel good about this. So I have just two final questions to ask you, Remington. First of all, would you like to go watch some more SAO? with me God, no no we're going to because we always fucking do and i have seen at this point i think 35 or some such episodes of fucking sword art which is more than any other anime 37 I, oh i don't want to see anymore it'll inevitably happen but i don't want it and then my second and final <laughs> question do you give in motherfucker you've, you've been very very brutal uh and you you've done a great job at crushing my soul, my will. Uh, a Keijo sword art back-to-back -back is... It, it'll break the best of men, Sean. Yeah. But I am not the best of men. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not holding on by much, but I'm holding on by a thread. I don't know if I'll be able to survive next week, but goddamn, I'm not going to be beaten this early. <laughs> 
Remington, if you don't, so you're not giving in is what I'm getting out of this. No, I'm not giving in yet. If you don't break next week, the week after is going to get so bad for you, man. (laughs) Oh, God. So you're essentially, it's like a two-week time bomb. Next week, I'm sure, will be so terrible. Then the the, the week after, it's just ominous nuke. I can guarantee, Remington, that the next bad anime we cover will be something you will never expect. Oh, God. Oh, I'm spooked, I'm stupid, but I ain't going down yet. All right, your funeral, bud. So, with that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the deep dissection of trash that is SAO, or the rather controversial topic of big dick energy, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a question, comment, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at anime. ConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. And if you would like to join the Discord and rally against the atrocities that is Mr. Remington's anti-weeb antics, then keep an eye on our Twitter as we'll be periodically dropping links so that others can join. Uh, But once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister with your massive cock. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da-da!